Hey guys, I want to quickly thank our sponsor, which is DB Journey. Planning a trip can be easy, but bringing the right type of bag with you isn't. That's why you should consider gear made by DB Journey. For the past decade, DB has been making custom backpacks and bags to help people on the move and get ready for anything. From the streets to even the peaks, DB's gears are refined as the best bags in the market, especially with their patented hookup system, which can help attach small products to your backpack and even tote bags. Click the link down below to get 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10DB. It's time to move on, and time to get going. How's it going, my brother and losers? And welcome to another Geeks Crossing Podcast. I'm Eric, your host, giving you all the best geek-related content you could ask for. And today I'm joined with... Hello! I am Eric's good friend, Gabriel. You've seen me in the podcast before, but it's actually been quite a while since I joined one of these, so it's nice for you to have me again. Correction, they heard you for the first time, all the way back in December, I think. Mm -hmm. In fact, you and another good friend of ours, who sadly couldn't be with us, AJ, you were the first ever guest on the podcast. Look at that. Good milestone there. Yeah, so thank you for joining us, Gabe. Of course, no problem. And what are we talking about today? We will be talking about Sonic Colors Ultimate, the port that nobody was expecting, but the port that kind of just came out of completely nowhere, and it's been a hot topic in the Sonic community for a long while, hasn't it? I'm going to be honest with you. When they first announced it, I was like, what the hell? Where's Sonic Adventure Remake? I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was a lie. But it turns out it was real, and I genuinely couldn't believe it when I saw the footage. I thought they were going to remake the more popular Sonic games. I thought SA1 would be like the first to get a remake of some sort. But lo and behold, Colors comes out of nowhere with this. Like, as a matter of fact, a few months ago, AJ guest started on the podcast and we talked about why Sonic Adventure 22 should be remade. Yeah. And we strong this year marks Sonic Adventure's 20th anniversary. This is the it fucking does. time. You're right. This is the perfect fucking time to remake the game. And what does Sega do? Let's remake Sonic Colors. Huh. Well, you can't please everyone, I guess. Speaking of Sonic Colors Ultimate being a thing now, how did you feel about the original when that came out? If you played it during its initial release. I liked it. It wasn't my favorite Sonic game, but like I said before in my Sonic Tearless episode, it was simple, fun. I think the most common complaint towards Sonic Colors for many people is the story and the character writing. Because I think Sonic Colors was the first appearance of Roger Craig Smith. I think so, too. You already know how a lot of people feel about him being Sonic. It's uh, a very divisive reaction. But, in my personal opinion, I don't think Roger is all that bad. It really just depends on how he's portraying Sonic as a character. Because, like, you have stuff like Colors where he's very silly. He's very, uh, not taking most stuff seriously like he probably should be he's very goofy as sonic and i feel like under certain circumstances it's fine but if it's the only thing he's doing for sonic then it's not not the greatest not really gonna go over well he tries his hardest and i can respect that i didn't really have a solid opinion on roger greg smith i mean personally i don't have a solid opinion on any of the sonic's voices well then again i grew up with jason griffin more so I guess he's my favorite, but Sonic just talks. That's enough for me. Yeah. Also, Sonic Colors, just as a game in general, mm, also pretty divisive. 
Sonic Cars, I think, came out after... Yeah, it was after Unleashed. And with the way Unleashed handled the, uh, the daytime stages for Sonic, I feel like Cars is basically... What if every level was the daytime stages, but different? Basically simplifying the daytime stages from Unleashed and just adding small new stuff to it. Like the Wisps, for example, those were the primary feature of Colors. How did you feel about all of it? I was about to say, it pretty much feels like a watered-down version of the daytime sections in Sonic Unleashed, but with the gimmick, which in this case are the Whips, like you said. Mm-hmm. But because Sonic Unleashed, eh, I sort of dislike. So I guess Sonic Colors was like a better version for me because it's not as what's what I'm looking for. Frustrating. Maybe the level structure is frustrating, but you know what I mean. Uh-huh. But going back to Sonic Colors as a whole, I still think it's a good game, but I don't see it worthy of being a remake. Yeah, Sonic Colors was like the last game I would have expected to get a remaster. Or just, I don't know. Something about Sonic Colors being the game that got a remaster is very off-putting because I wouldn't have expected it like in regards to the other games that we've had. But I think it probably has something to do with the fact that Sonic Colors, if memory serves me correctly, Sonic Colors sold remarkably well. And because of that, Sega thought it'd be worthy of a remaster because of how successful it was financially, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Actually, the idea of Sonic Colors getting remade, it could sound like a good idea if they knew what they were doing. But when they announced it, I was like, okay, I'm probably not going to get it day one because I'm slowly losing interest in Sonic. But I got the game, I want to say, a few days after its launch date. And yeah, it's a video game. Not a good video game, but a video game nonetheless. Yeah. My, um, my God, what the hell did they do? I, I've i heard the horror stories. I've seen the footage. Whew. Talk about a very rough development process. Can we address the fact that people who pre-ordered the game on the Switch, I believe, got to play the game a week early? Well, the first initial version that they released was all buggy and shit. Um, well, funny you mention that, because when I was contemplating getting the game, I wanted to get it for Switch, because that's my primary console. Then, I saw all the footage, and heard everything about what was going on with the Switch version, and, uh, let's just say, probably gonna wait a long while before I actually get the game, if I do. I wasn't even gonna get it day one regardless, like I said. After hearing all the bugs and corrupted save files, I was like, yeah, fuck that. Seeing this happen to a game that was already, like, fairly polished when it was originally released on the Wii is surprising. Although I did hear that a lot of obstacles had to be overcome in order to get the game running properly on the new hardware. The original game was developed primarily for the Wii, and pretty much the way the game functioned was due in part to the Wii's hardware and the way like that console handles like processing games or something like that. I'm forgetting all the proper terms, so bear with me. But having to remaster the game for modern consoles like the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One was difficult because they had to basically rework the engine, I believe is what the developers said. And a lot of the stuff that worked on the Wii had to be tweaked so that it could work on the new hardware. And it led to a bunch of little roadblocks 
that they had to work around or something like that. I don't remember the full story, but I know that developing for the new consoles was not as simple as just porting the game over. And look at what it got them. Yeah. I got a lot to say about that, but before that, even when they release a patch for those who decide to play the game day one, the glitches were still there, dude. Glitches in the Sonic Colors Ultimate are a very prominent part of the experience for pretty much any player. I don't even know if it'd be possible to go through Sonic Colors Ultimate without encountering at least one glitch. I'm sure it's possible, but the chances are very, very slim. Yeah. But my god, did they even play test this game? I'm not sure. I, I doubt it, but you never know. Maybe they did and all the glitches just slipped past them? I'm assuming there was no playtesting. Well, first off, it's bad enough that I'm starting to lose faith in Sonic as a whole. The gameplay, oh my god. Gameplay is, uh, again, it's a video game, so you can play it, but... Believe it or not, the gameplay is the least offensive aspect of the game. It plays like Sonic Colors on the Wii, but it felt laggy at times. And I'm not sure if you saw this in the gameplay, but you know in some sequences when Sonic goes through a loop, Mm-hmm. And, and you see all the icons disappear. I got mad confused for a second. I was like, wait, is this a glitch? Am I supposed to push a button? What the fuck am I supposed to be doing? Oh, wait, I can still boost. Is this supposed to be a cinematic sequence? Game, what are you trying to tell me? Gotta love it. When a video game refuses to give you vital information relating to what you're supposed to be doing in said situation. Actually, we can't forget Tails' inclusion in Sonic Colors Ultimate, the way they incorporated him into the gameplay. Because apparently, the deal with Tails is that, I think it's if you die, Tails revives you and sends you back to the last checkpoint. Is that how it works? Essentially, Tails pretty much replaces the checkpoint system, where instead of responding to the last checkpoint you had, you literally start off moments before you fall, let's put it that way. Got it. But the problem is, it felt misleading at first, because when you see Tails' icon, it may seem like Tails was going to be playable. That's what everyone said. That was the conclusion everybody jumped to when they saw Tails' icon. They thought he was going to be playable and that you could, you know, choose to play as him over Sonic for the levels. And then Sega comes over and says, no, it's just be your infinite lives thing. He's just going to be your Mario Kart Lakitu. So that threw a lot of people off and it definitely disappointed even if you don't have any of the Tails Rescue Coins or whatever they're called, this game gives you no game overs. You have infinite lives. Which, yeah, that's kind of convenient, but but not giving you a game over is like this game is trying to be too easy with you. The issue is that we live in an era where games are kind of like killing off the concept of lives, which is fine. Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but if you give players infinite lives, that kind of defeats the purpose of being penalized. Like, you have to die in video games in order to learn from your mistakes. Yeah. It's an empty feeling when you play through a game and you just breeze through it with no trouble. Like, dying in games can be frustrating under certain circumstances, and it can be annoying if it happens too much. But at the end of the day, you're learning from the mistake, and, you know, you'll go into it with a different approach this time so that you don't repeat said mistake. Yeah, it's a big learning curve, like you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, they already sprinkled some of that shit with Sonic Forces. It feels like that's the mentality that Sega's doing with their games. Giving players infinite lives without any penalties. Yeah. 
But if there is one thing I can appreciate from the gameplay, the customization feature was actually pretty cool. Yeah. I know some people have brought this up, but apparently the visuals in Sonic Colors Ultimate have taken a small hit compared to uh, how the game looked on the Wii. I was just about to get to that, Gabe. This is the next big issue I have with the game. The pre-rendered cutscenes. Oh my god. The game itself looks fine. It is what it is. An HD version of Sonic Colors. But that's a gameplay portion, mind you. When you get to cutscenes, they literally ripped them from the Wii version, and they didn't take an effort to render them under the new hardware. I guess it's like the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But in this case, uh, they needed to fix it. <laughs> they had the perfect opportunity to fix this. And no, they just took the lazy route and just ripped the cutscene from the Wii game, put it into the HD port, and called it a day. Yeah. How fucking lazy are you? They really do take the term port to a whole new level, huh? No joke. Every time when a cutscene shows up, I feel like I'm playing the Wii, not the Switch. Well, in this case, the version I played was on the Xbox Series S because I've had that console for three months. I might as well get a new game for it, you know? Mm-hmm. But the point is, if I want to play a remastered version of the game, I want to watch remastered cutscenes, not pre-existing cutscenes from an older console. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the CG cutscenes were changed to look better on the new hardware, right? Honestly, I was so frustrated with the story cutscenes, I completely forgot about that. Ah, okay. No worries there. But the graphical presentation of Sonic Colors Ultimate is definitely not, not one of the game's strong points. Which led to my third issue, and this is the biggest problem. Ah, would it be the soundtrack? No, the soundtrack is actually the best part, believe it or not. But I'll oh, get okay. to that later. Okay, but uh, say what you were going to say before. It's just how the game presents itself. When you think of a game called Sonic Colors Ultimate, you think, because I was under the assumption that this game was going to borrow elements from the DS version and the Wii version. Ah, the, like the, the DS version, the one no one talks about. Yeah, from what I understand... The DS version is pretty good. I haven't personally played it myself, but there were some elements from the DS version I liked. For example, Sonic's friends all being involved in the amusement park. Pretty much all of the established characters up to this point made an appearance in the Nintendo DS version. So, you would think, Sonic Colors Ultimate, they're going to combine elements from both the Wii and DS version. But no. They didn't. My god. Let's take a good game, for example. Look at Smash Bros. Ultimate. Haha, <laughs> an identically titled game for a different franchise. <laughs> you know what made that game ultimate, besides the fact that they added every freaking character from existence? Yes. They borrowed elements from every single game, most notably Smash Bros. Wii U and Smash Bros. 3DS. Yeah. And that game wasn't just a port, it felt like a new game altogether. Yeah. Sonic Colors Ultimate doesn't feel like a new game. It is a soulless remake to an otherwise decent game. Honestly, I'd say that playing the original is better than playing Ultimate at this point. It is, believe it or not, because you're really not getting anything out of it except hearing a better soundtrack. But other than that, there's really no point in getting it. Outside of the soundtrack and the customization feature, there's nothing else about Sonic Colors Ultimate that really stands out. My god, this goes to show that Sega doesn't care about making good games. They just want to make a quick buck while putting proper care into the gameplay or the overall presence of the game. Hopefully Sega gets their act together and is on a better footing 
in the coming years. But these days, uh, they, uh, they've kind of found themselves in a bit of a pickle. I'm sorry for sounding so negative during this episode, but this hurts me as a Sonic fan. Like, you know why I'm frustrated with Sonic? It's because of atrocities like this. Yeah, I can understand that. And especially after having had to deal with Sonic Forces, which was, I believe, four years ago. A game like that, leaving such a sour taste in many people's mouths, going from that to this, not a very good look. That is why I have zero hopes for Sonic Rangers, because I keep seeing YouTube videos saying Sonic Rangers could save the series. At this point, there's no hope in saving Sonic. Like, I'm sorry, I may sound negative, but this is how I feel. If they were this brain dead while remaking Sonic Colors, imagine how they're going to feel about making a new game altogether. I think with the whole, this new game will save the series argument, didn't people say the same thing about Sonic Forces when that was coming out? Exactly. And look how that turned out. Yeah. I think people have been using that argument for pretty much any new Sonic game that comes out. You see, this is why you should have done your homework and remake Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. <laughs> like I said when I ranked all the stages from Sonic Adventure 2, damn it, Sega, you had one job. Literally, if you remade Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, that could have sort of saved the franchise or at least put the fan base at ease. I think it's also a question of would a remake of the adventure games, most people would say that it would be a good move and that it would help, but I guess it'd be a case of where it'd be helpful to consider would it actually benefit Sega and the Sonic franchise? I mean, I'd assume yes. That'd probably be the obvious answer. But, like, there's probably, there's gotta be at least some reason why they haven't done it yet. I think the correct statement is it could potentially save the series. It really depends on how much effort Sega puts into that said remake. Mm -hmm. Because if they were this brain dead while remaking Sonic Colors, now I'm fearful of what could happen when they remake Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Yeah. Because those games are considered the magna opus of Sonic games. They used to be considered horrible, but now all of a sudden everyone's kind of like gone back to square one and being like, yeah, those games were great, even though there was a period of time where people said they sucked. But Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, especially 1 in my opinion, are great games. And way worthy of being remade than Sonic Colors. Mm-hmm. Flying Squirrel, I hope you're proud of yourselves. <laughs> well... Do you think they actually got Blind Squirrel to make this game? Because I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. <laughs> but I think the biggest takeaway is that Sonic 2022 turns out to be an above average game. And um, if it doesn't, well, I guess you could kiss the Sonic franchise goodbye. But who knows at this point? Yeah, it's literally a gamble because... If they sit back and actually listen to the feedback and all these criticisms, then now get Sega to get their shit together. But if they're not going to listen to the fans, then I'm sorry. I'm slowly losing faith in Sonic. And yeah. I don't want to sound negative because Sonic was a big part of my childhood. But to see Sonic's reputation go this low, it's heartbreaking, man. See, I still consider myself a Sonic fan, but I am not an avid follower of the franchise like many other people are i only ever really keep to the franchises i'm rooted in such as pikmin that being the primary one but like the sonic series has become so it's gotten so scatterbrained in recent times and the community is so divided that it's not 
a community I want to associate with, and I'll continue to play the games that I like. I'll continue to play Sonic Adventure 1. I'll continue to play Sonic Heroes. I'll still play Sonic R. Oh my god, Sonic R. Yeah, that's actually my, my favorite Sonic racing game. Throw your pitchwits at me. I don't you, care. But You see why I don't invite this kid to my podcast? <laughs> but uh, to get back to what I was saying, <laughs> I just don't really associate with the community or the franchise that much anymore. But I'll still like keep an eye on like, where it goes going forward. I still want the series to do good. And I want the community to thrive in a positive manner. But with stuff like this happening, it's, you know, it's reasons like this why I don't really involve myself in uh, Sonic discussions or just how, like, where the series is going. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Gabe. I'll still play the games I grew up with, like Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, Heroes, but I don't see myself amused with the latest Sonic games. Like I said, I didn't get Sonic Colors Day 1 because I wasn't hyped about it. I'll still be aware of what's going on with Sonic but I won't obsess over it because I know chances are it's going to be a disappointment. I think so that's just... another thing. I am staying aware of what happens to the franchise and I'm staying aware of like, you know, just stuff that goes on relating to Sonic, but I will not actively take part in community discussions is what I, like the thing, the point I was getting at earlier. Like I won't take part in community discussions, but I will still keep up with the franchise just to see where it's headed because I still care about the series. And I want to stay a Sonic fan, but with everything that's going on, it's just kind of difficult. I'm probably not even going to get Sonic Rangers, or whatever it's going to be called. I will say, best thing to happen to the franchise in recent times is a recent radio drama series named Sonic and Tails R, which was developed by a very talented Sonic content creator named Emmy Jones. It's available to watch on YouTube. It's a 10-episode series. And if you head over and watch that, you will get a clear idea of what Sonic can and should be. Interesting. Damn, Ooh. I probably should have said this when I talked about the soundtrack. Sega should stop making video games and just focus solely on composing music. They'll make a lot more money, I can personally tell you that. Sega definitely have plenty of talented musicians and composers. Music in Sonic games tends to never miss. There are only a few exceptions, like Sonic Forces. Sonic Colors Ultimate's soundtrack is pretty divisive from what I've seen as well. There are some people who do like the new remixes, others who aren't as much a fan of them. But amidst everything else, I think the soundtrack would probably be the best part of Sonic Colors Ultimate. With that said, if you can't already tell, we don't think highly of the remake. We think it's completely unnecessary, it is a glitchy mess, and it just shows, once again, Sega doesn't care about making good quality games. But, if you love Sonic, and don't care about all that nonsense, then by all means, go for it. For me personally, it's not worth it. If you guys still have a Wii, and a copy of Sonic Colors, you're better off with that. Or if you have the DS version, you're fine with that too. Because both games have their parts. This is also not to say that anybody is wrong for playing and enjoying Sonic Colors Ultimate. That is not the point of this discussion at all. I think it's more a case where it's like, Sonic Colors Ultimate just seems like wasted potential. But if anybody genuinely likes the game or even loves it, that is totally fine. Because at the end of the day, play what you want and like what you want. No one should ever tell anyone that they're wrong for enjoying something or wanting to indulge in something that they find interesting. Yeah, what Gabe said. But what about all you people that are listening right now? Have you played Sonic Colors? If so, did you love it for whatever reason? 
and do you hate it for the same reasons we do, let us know in the Discord server. A link will be provided as always, along with the link to our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. And if you haven't already, continue to support us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. And if you can't get enough of your favorite geeks, check out Keith at Nuclear Bacons, Nick at CryptoLock Games, and our secret fifth member, Tyler, whose mic is still not working, at Carabyte. <laughs> and thank you, Gabe, for joining me. I couldn't ask for a better Sonic fan to join me on a discussion like this. Glad to be here, and happy we got to get all our thoughts out for this discussion. But more importantly, stay true to your geek selves.